We're here with Country Chat with Dom, and I'm speaking with the most fabulous artist that I've been able to see perform live a couple of times now as part of Country Chat with Dom. I've seen you at the BCMA Fan Fest. I've seen you at uh, the UK Country Music Spotlight Awards. It's been an absolutely sensational time, and I'm so glad to call you a close friend of mine. Hi, Louise. Hey, Dom. Look at you in the uh, Louise Parker music merch. I mean, well and truly repping it. I've, I'm surprised it's taken me so long to actually get hold of a T-shirt from you because I've I've always been a biggest fan. I always have been. You was the very first person I ever spoke with on the podcast. And oh yeah, of course I was. I'll never ever ever forget that because you're the person that really let me find me and let me kind of get into this and you're the you're the big catalyst you're the person that made me decide to take the format the way i wanted to take it because at first it was only going to be me talking about music and just doing like random reviews but when i spoke with yourself and i spoke with nick who's your manager at the time it was a case of okay then I, i like the idea of this i want to get to know artists i want to get to know people and you've come such a long way because it was when you released Moving to Nashville and there's been Madness, so much great music since. How has the journey been for you now? Well, I, I, actually, I think I need to thank you as well because you were kind of one of my first real interviews to gain all my experience that I needed. So I think we really helped each other out there. See, I, I, I'm not having that because you are so... <laughs> the way that you was during the chat, I mean... I, I remember back now messing up quite a lot, actually, because I was reading through your Facebook um, profile and you was talking about uh, living in Austin and I and then you went straight into talking about a new album uh, within like the yeah. bio description thing of yourself. And I thought that as being you're releasing a new album called Austin and I'm still waiting to see this <laughs> album. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> later, later. <laughs> See, for me, it's just the perfect name for an album is Austin because it's so, it could be a name, it could be the city, it it could be the city itself, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really could and it is a great idea. And I have got a bunch of songs that I wrote while I was living there or that I've written about being there. And so maybe I need to, yeah, do an album about Austin Powers. Oh, that is what it's about. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you just had a drink out of the cup. What cup was that? Is please tell me you've got at least a Louise Parker sticker on that. No, it's a unicorn fan club. Look at that. And I use it. I use it for all of my live streams. And people are always like, "What is inside that glass? What are you drinking? What are you on? I want some of it." Um, it's actually water. This is actually just water. That is all today. <laughs> I mean, because it's like... blue. It's just tinted blue. Yeah, I mean the. The liquid itself looks like it should be blue, but it's not. It's obviously frosted it's on not. the glass or plastic. Not that anyone else knows, yeah. <laughs> but it looks it looks really refreshing. I mean, it's not it's not quite vodka or some other spirit that you We've may got drinking. that we've got that on standby also. Yeah, we've got the vodka on standby and a bit of gin as well, I think I've got in the room. I feel like I need to get some alcoholic drinks out. We'll have a bit of a drink and a chat. We'll all have a drink together, shall we all? We'll um yeah, we'll really cut loose. That's you see, loose lips sink ships, and I hate that phrase because loose lips are where the stories really, really go. It's the truth, <laughs> and whenever alcohol is involved, it's always the case that the truth always comes out. Yeah, well, no good story ever starts with a salad. Exactly, exactly. Amen. Preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I absolutely love that, and I just like like I was saying, you know, the fact that. You've come such a long way and, you know, a lot of your music has been inspired by previous relationships and I'm not going to delve too much in because it is a very traumatic thing and I've always tried to skirt around it, but today I'm feeling adventurous and... Well, this is the exclusive. This is the bring it on exclusive. It's the bring it on exclusive. And what I, I, I like the way that each of your songs transition when you really listen back to your music. So you've got songs such as Gold, which is very, very emotionally mm. driven. You've got songs such yeah. as Moving to Nashville, which isn't so much a relationship. It's about you and your relationship with the city and yeah. with the people around the city. And then you go into Lie to Me and Just Friends, you know, such big, big anthems to then, you know, we talk about now with Bring It On, which is so 
anthemic. It is such a beautiful, beautiful song. And I remember discussing, when I very, very first heard the song, we were discussing some of the lyrics, particularly within the chorus, and you absolutely nail it. And as soon as you mentioned that, I was listening really, really closely, and the way the words flow and become a part of each other, they were, it was so well written. Tell me about Bring It On. Tell me, tell me the story. Where do we start, right? So I think when people hear the song, they won't need to know the story because I'm very, you know me, I don't hold back. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I was in the studio recording this with Paul where I record nearly all of my songs. Yeah. And I, there was a moment where I turned around and I said to Paul, I was like, is this too much? Is this too deep? Am I giving too much away? Should I be holding back a little bit? Because the older I get, the more personal I'm becoming about my private life. Yeah. And wanting to keep, a little bit for me because I think I feel like I've got to a point where I don't want everyone to know everything that's going on all of the time I like being a little bit yeah private um and Paul turned around to me and he said well it's not stopped you before Louise <laughs> I mean he's, he's not wrong he's not wrong at all no but there, I no, do get I've known Paul mean. for 13 years I've known Paul for 13 years we were friends before we ever worked together and he does not hold back and it's one of the reasons that we work together so well is because I trust him and I know that he's always going to do what he thinks is best for me yeah. and he said that and I laughed and I was like you know what no you're right I've never I've never held back before so why should I and I think it's my storytelling which makes me such a strong songwriter, personally, I feel. And I love it. And it's my release. It's it's how, you know, it's where I go when I'm feeling sad and I want to get things out. And I'm really, I'm really lucky to have that, I know. Um, so this story, as you said, sorry, coming back round from my tangent. This story, as you said, it is really personal. And it is about the the breakdown of a relationship and kind of the trauma that I was put through and at the time I feel like I didn't really get to say my piece at the time because it was a, there was a lot going on and I understand the term kind of revenge is is a dish best served cold because even though maybe I didn't get to say or do what I wanted to at the time now I'm slowly releasing kind mm-hmm. of my comeback yeah. and it feels powerful and it feels fresh and getting to tell my side of the story, but doing it in a way that is creative. Yeah. It's not just me having having a bitch. Mm-hmm. Sorry, do you, do you mind if you bleep that out? Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. You, you be you. Have, you, like, you know, this is describing yeah. you in the song, because, you know, yeah. if bitch is such a... It is a very descriptive word. It really is. And mm. you use whatever you want to describe you and your music, because great Girl, you've got it well that that's it basically like at the time i could have gone all over social media and i could have slated this person and you know as as carly pierce says in one of her songs i've you know i could run you out of this town yeah and i could i really could but i didn't but this is me now coming forward and, and saying you know what actually this is my side of the story this is my therapeutic way of putting it out there and it touches upon three of the five stages of grief, I mm-hmm. think, this song. It deals with the anger and the depression, but also acceptance. Yeah. And it makes me feel powerful. This song makes me feel strong. It was the first song I'd written within the kind of like the four or five month period of the breakup. It's the first song I'd written, which wasn't sad. Really? That was, yeah. Right. It took me about four or five months to write a song that was like, no, actually, I deserve better than what you gave me. See, that's so beautiful. Than what happened to me. In a way, that is, that is it's beautiful in a way for the fact that we've seen the way that you've gone from sad song to then, to then actually impact. Because when you do listen to the song, because we'll be playing this later on in the mm-hmm. show. And I'm looking forward to everybody getting to hear this. Cause I'm not going to play the short version either because you've sent me the two. You sent me a radio edit yeah. and you sent me the full version. To me, the full version needs to be played because it really, really does. It's got so... it's There's so many layers to it. And it's like, it's like an onion. And each layer that you pull back, it's like <laughs> you mentioned that you've got your three stages of grief. You know, three yeah. stages of you know heartbreak and three stages of anybody that has ever been in a breakup or in a close relationship that's broken down you know we've all felt Mm. this way and that's one thing that 
as much as it's difficult for yourself, you know, being able to open up and to being the worry about putting too much into music, you know, releasing yourself. There's so many people out there that are feeling the exact same way and they don't know how to word it. And with your music, bring it on particular, it is such a great, it's, it's, I think it's one of the reasons why I attach to it so well because I've been through so much crap. And when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, bring it on. Go on. Go on, throw a, yeah. punch, throw a punch at me. I'll, I'll sit there you in a ring with a bloody eye. <laughs> I'm a really big fan. This is, again, sorry, a little tangent, but I'm a really big fan of um, the musical Rock of Ages. Yeah. And I was listening to the soundtrack again recently because I love the soundtrack to it. I'm, I'm quite a big rock fan. And one of the songs is Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and I thought, I was like, oh my God, this is my hit me with your best shot. This is my, it's bring it on. You, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously not as rocky. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, kind of like the whole concept behind it and the emotion is very similar to hit me with your best shot. Yeah. No, d- definitely. It is. I see, I see the correlation. I see the yeah. amalgamation of it all coming together. And oh. see, that is why you're, you're Queen B. You're, you're Queen Lou. You're Queen... It's Queen Parker. Just <laughs> I accept the crown graciously and I'll I look after it. I need I need to buy myself like a sabre and come and knight you and Yeah. I'll just get like a fairy wand. A fairy wand will do me very, very nicely. I mean I'm sure I've got one yeah. hiding somewhere. But anyways <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I absolutely adore as well, and we'll touch up more on it later, but the artwork. The artwork oh, is yeah. so striking powerful yeah Yeah. i mean the whole it looks like you've lost the fight but in reality you haven't you know when when you see the the way that you're like leaning and composing yourself yes you got such a you got a black eye and you're bleeding and Mm. you look roughed up but you stood up you stood there and you stood there with your shoulders out and you stood there embracing everything and i find it so so empowering it is so so good do you know that phrase that that goes something like i might have lost the battle but i haven't lost the war yeah that's it that that is my i lost that battle like i said you know i've I've been quiet about this everything that kind of went on really um for over a year now but i haven't lost the war Mm. like I am so much stronger than I was and I'm happier than I've ever been and I'm comfortable in my own skin and I, I, I've done things I've never thought I'd be able to do, like climbing mental mountains almost, <laughs> you know? Um, and this that is the artwork to this song, as you said, it's the reason behind it because I don't want to just be a singer-songwriter, I want to be an artist. And that to me is the difference. We were talking about this, I think a couple of weeks back with my music videos and with my artwork, like I put real thought into them and I want it to be thought provoking to the, to the listener and to the people that are watching. And it really gives it that level. It's not just a picture of my face yeah, with, you know, bring it on and Louise Parker on it. This is artwork. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm, I want to be an artist and I want to show you guys it's, it's almost, giving it as i said it's another level it's it's you know onion or you know if you're a big fan of shrek like me an ogre it's an, <laughs> it's another it's another level of ogre you know what i mean yeah it, it's yeah it's it's because i know now when people listen to that song that is what they're gonna see i mean it is absolutely it's amazing because the way that you stood there with like your boxing gloves are off so the bits are off the gloves are down and you're there just mm. you're like wiping your lip and just Oh. Yeah, that's that's some of the yeah, that's some of the like some of the promo. Yeah, the yeah the actual artwork. I think I've got the gloves on in the actual artwork. Yeah. if I'm honest, for the promo stuff, I just love well. it. There is so much. There is so much more to come out, and I'm so excited to show people more of the images. There's one in particular that I'm really fond of, um, where you can't actually see my face because I'm bent over, um, but you can just see this single strand of blood in my hair, and I'm seeing if I can find it for you now. <laughs> Let me scroll back through my phone. Um, and that's really powerful. Or just like I think there's another one where I'm leaning over on the ropes of of the boxing ring. It just and little things like that. So this is one of them. Let me turn up my brightness because um, so you can see it properly. Oh wow! 
<laughs> but again, as I said, it's like you're down, but you're not out, you know. And yeah. uh, this is the other one with with a single like little blood in my hair. Oh wow, these absolutely, oh, it's it's breathtaking. It, 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 honestly, I'm so proud of what me and Daniel, who's the guy that does all my photographs and he did the uh, video for Tequila Sunset as well, what we created and we put that all together within a week. Yeah. Literally. Because I, I'm very I'm very impatient. If anyone knows me, you'll know that I'm incredibly impatient. <laughs> and when I have an idea in my mind, I, I've got to do it and yeah. nothing will deter me. Um, but at the time, so we shot that at the beginning of July. It was literally the day after BCMA Fan Fest. Um, I went and I shot that artwork and um, it was it was almost because when you upload a song to be released to Spotify and iTunes, you have to give them like six weeks. They like to have six weeks to get it all out to everyone that's going to be releasing it. Yeah. But six weeks fell within the time that I was hiking in Scotland. (laughs) So I was like, I need to get it done. And, And Daniel was like, well, I've only got these two weekends free. And I was like, well, the following weekend, I'm doing another gig elsewhere. So it was literally, we had this one day, this Sunday after I'd come to Nottingham and played at BCMA Fan Fest. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And Daniel was like, actually, I know someone that owns a boxing ring. My sister has boxing gloves, which is the ones that I'm wearing in the in the picture. And it all just came together in the space of, I said, like five or six days. And then I was there that after B- I've got a photo of me, literally, I'm still wearing what I wore to BCMA Fan Fest. Because <laughs> I literally, I'd come home. So this is me, like, the day the day of BCMA Fan Fest. I'd come home and I'd practice my makeup because I couldn't find a makeup artist that short notice. Yeah. So I'd come home from Nottingham, practice the makeup the night before the shoot, and then gone and done the shoot with Daniel in this boxing ring. See, and we had, like, an hour, and that was it. it it's great, though, because... <laughs> Normally, whenever you go to like photo shoots like that, you'll spend so much money on things like makeup artists. But the fact that you've done it yourself, it gives that rough and ready look. It gives that, it doesn't have to look perfect. Yeah. It doesn't have to look pristine. No. It's got to look like you've just been battered. And it does. Yeah. My my mum braided my hair for me in the morning Aww. to make sure it was it was even. And then I had a spray bottle with water. And every so often, Daniel was just spraying me down <laughs> to make me look sweaty. Um, I did some sit-ups and like, a plank when I got there. Yeah. So everything was, um, you know, because I, I work out. I enjoy I enjoy working out, but sometimes the abs, especially, need a little teasing. Yeah. You know, to get out there. So I'd, I'd done some sit ups and a plank when I got there to make sure that I looked like I'd just been in a fight. And Daniel was just spraying me down with water every so often, <laughs> and he loved it. No one feels sorry for him. He loved it. He was oh, like, "You're really job. annoying, like an annoying cat or an annoying dog or something spraying them." That's I was like, oh. Yeah. You see, that's that's there is when you, you know, progress and when you're, you know, going further down the line, when we talk in a year's time and we look back at this, those are the memories that you'll always look back on fondly saying, yeah, I remember when you were yeah. spraying me down yeah. with that water bottle. Yeah. It, like he kept getting too close and he kept knocking my contact lenses out as well. <laughs> and I'm like, Daniel, stand further back. You don't have to be so close. He was enjoying it. I mean, I'm super excited for everyone to hear Bring It On. I really, really yeah. am. And yeah, it's it's going to be exciting release. When is it being released? September 9th. September 9th. Oh, September 9th. I, I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous. This is like, it is a really personal song. Maybe not as personal as Lie To Me. I'm mm. not as per- nowhere near as personal as I've Forgotten How To Smile. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the really deep cutting ones that I, I struggle to listen to those songs myself. So I don't know how my fans do it, um, <laughs> if I'm honest. So this one is a little bit more fun for me. And I, I can like playing. I love performing it live because it is a little bit more fun. and It does make me feel a bit of a badass. But it is also my longest song i've ever released so i've released my shortest song ever and my longest song ever in the same year That's insane. <laughs> i know it insane. is it's, it's crazy but i just don't know how people are going to take it because it is a little shift of direction musically yeah. from tequila sunset 100 percent. but that is what is so great about music the great thing though is to say we've gone from tequila sunset which you know it's when you look at the lyrics, you know, as we, you talk about like slow dancing to like Marvin Gaye and uh, salt on the rim of your glass. Uh, you looking back at those tequila sunsets and slamming, you know, yeah. te- slamming those tequilas back, you know, those good memories to then bring it on. 
and then you got Lie to Me, and then Just Friends, which is almost like a transitional song where you discovering yeah. that you need to be just friends. You need to because the music video to Just Friends was just oh. <laughs> still Perfection. to this day. One of my favourite things. But you know what really frustrates me? I feel like I've, we've probably already spoken about this, but we're going to touch upon it again. So I hired an Airbnb for that weekend and yeah. we decided we were going to film it between 6pm and 4am. And I look back at it now and I was like, why didn't we just close the curtains and film it during the day? Like, why did we film it between 6pm and 4am? Because you could see it in my face and you get to the end of the music video, you can tell that I've been awake for close to 24 hours. I was shattered. I was like, why did we do this to ourselves? Um, but you know what? It was such a fun weekend and such a fun song to film a music video for and it was a bit tongue-in-cheek and it was a bit of my humor do you know what i mean like the whole face mask and eating the cucumber and the behind the scenes you, you've got like photos of me choking on this cucumber <laughs> I mean, it's already out on instagram i don't know why you're giving me that face it's already out there for people to see i mean it's i've i've, I've seen the photo I mean, it's not the reason why I'd, you know, raise the uh, the video or anything like this up for. You know, I'd never want to do that. But We just had a giggle. I, it's, it's such a great, just everything about it, everything that you've done so far, I can't fault. I really cannot fault. Ah, thank it, you. Please tell me that you're doing a music video for Bring It On. So I hadn't, we hadn't, you know, we weren't going to do one. But so many people have messaged me being like, you have to do a video for this and, and X, Y, and Z. It's just finances. Mm -hmm. um, getting it together and deciding exactly what I want to do and then like pursuing it. But I did, uh, I was kind of in my head, I thought maybe if I say I'll get to like 100 pre-saves on, on this song, I'll say to everyone, yeah, I'll, I'll do a music video. But it's a lot of pressure on my fans then, isn't it? And if I don't reach 100, I'm going to be disappointed because I kind of want to do one, but well, I hadn't decided. That's why you create rules. You say that if you get 100 presets, then yeah, we'll do it. But if we don't, then it's not your fault. You know, you can only push the music as <laughs> far as you can. Else's. It's everyone else's. everyone else's. <laughs> so you listen to this right now. Be sure to give Bring It On a pre-save. Be sure to get it saved and get it I, ready. because I it feel is... like... Yeah, maybe I should put it out there. If I put it out into the universe that if we reach 100 pre-saves, which would be my most ever reached, you know, uh, maybe I should put it out there in the universe. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, it's not. God knows what I'll get around to actually recording it and then releasing it, but... I mean, if you want somebody to fight you in the ring, I'll happily fight you. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll I've take you had a I've had a couple of people <laughs> say that to me. And I don't know what I've done wrong in my life, but, I mean, obviously something. Oh, I, well, the thing is, though... Yes, you'll be the one that's bloody and bruised, but I've got to be one that's knocked out on the floor. So I'm eventually, ha I'm happy to take a beating from you. Wow! <laughs> now there's an offer I never thought I'd get today. You see, I that, accept. That's an offer that I've never asked anybody. Just yeah, you can beat me to a punch. Feel free, just knock me on the ground and kick me till I'm down. That's I'll why do... we're besties. Yeah, exactly. I'll do any, I'll do anything for you. And if it gives you a good video, it gives you a great video. That's all that matters. Well, yeah. And you get the yeah. enjoyment of kicking me. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't actually kick you. We'd, we'd get some stunt some stunt doubles in or something. Oh, no, don't worry about stunt double for me. I mean, I'm I'm one in a million, so you'll be able to struggle finding somebody for it's me. It's true. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no one quite like you. But I've got to say, you know, it is such a wonderful song. And I just want to now touch up on the lyric side because i mentioned earlier on in the show that we were talking uh it was it was i think it was at bcma fan fest or shortly afterwards about some of the key lyrics that are in the yeah. particular the chorus and i want you to tell everyone what exactly that you told me you know in particular those lyrics so i think we we touched upon there was a lyric in the chorus and then there's like one or two lines in the second verse which are yeah. So the first, the one in the chorus is my favourite line from the whole song. And it's, um, I've put the low in lonely. Yeah. And I don't even know how I came up with it. This is one of those songs I don't remember writing. I don't remember much of last year to kind of touch upon the whole, you know, sad side of it. Um, I found that my memory is really bad. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I had to do a lot of reading on it because I didn't know what was going on with me. I was really worried that I was, you know, well, obviously I was ill, but when you're in a state of stress or trauma or you're going through something, your mind actually protects you by making you forget. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember much of last year. Quite literally, my sister got married and I remember very few parts of it. Does that not blow your mind a little bit? Like how incredible the human body is to survive. But at the same time, how scary is that? It's particularly when you're looking back on things that have happened and you're looking back at situations like you mentioned with your sister's wedding. You know, I've mm. been the same. You know, I've I've always been very open about my mental state and I do suffer yeah. with depression. And when you told me about that low and lonely, it is it's it struck me because you talk about the memory forgetting and so many times mm. my memory, if you ask anyone, is second to none. I will remember every individual conversation with any random person about any topic and I'll mm. re- I'll recall it back but you can always tell when I'm really really struggling because you'll tell me something a day before and I'll have completely forgotten because I've been that low and I've been that down and it still affects me to this day even though I speak to therapists I take medication mm. I do all the stuff that you're supposed to do to try and improve your mental health I still have those days and listening to bring it on and particularly that line there low and lonely it yeah, it was one of those that I couldn't help but have a tear. I just, during that line there, it was just, I felt it just form at that perfect time. And it was, mm. it was so, I can feel myself getting emotional now. But yeah, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful line. And tell us now the uh, ones in the verses. So... The this is the line in particular that I think I turned around to Paul and I said to him, "Is this too much?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the line is, "I'd agree to take your last name and raise the kids you already had." It was so powerful. Thank you. I yeah, it's a line I really questioned for quite a long time as to whether to keep in, and it does make it incredibly personal. But I hope it kind of puts into perspective why I was in the state I was why I wrote songs like I've forgotten how to smile yeah I mean because I I am known I'm known for being melodramatic and I accept that as part of my personality I do I am a bit over the top (laughs) yeah um so I feel like almost this song not I'm never gonna say it justifies anyone's behavior whatever you're going to do but to me it helps me justify where I was and why I went through the things I did yeah and why I was in such a state and you know I don't know it's hard to explain isn't it sometimes emotions are so difficult to talk about yeah no it is and like like I say it is a powerful line of the whole you know willing to take someone's last name it was it's a big big thing you know we we always talk about it whenever you find that significant other, you know, when it does start talking around, you know, oh, so are, are we going to get married one day or are we going to do this? And you come up in your own head like, yeah, I could actually see myself giving up that big part of me that connects me to my own family, you know, to sacrifice that for somebody you love. And it's such a big, big thing. And it, yes, it's yes, it's only a name or a certificate or it's a piece of paper that you're getting married onto, but it's a it's a, it's a commitment. It's a it's a big thing that you're willing to give up, and to then come to the realization that you know you was going to do that for I was going to do that for you, and the way that you've mm. treated me, or the way that this has all unfolded now, I'm it kind of makes you look back and think, you know what? I'm glad that this has all come out the way it has come out. As much as it hurts us, at least it's come out before you've given that up, and it's come out before you've made that sort of commitment. And I can imagine it's so difficult as well because, you know, you can go from relationship relationship to relationship and think, it must be me. And I can tell you now, Miss Parker, it's not. It is not you. You are the gem in everyone's eyes. You're the jewel in the world. You're the, you're the sparkle in the crown. I will always be the first to admit that I have flaws. You know, no one is perfect and I know... I can be over the top <laughs> and there may be like you know other things like I'm not very good at grating cheese um <gasps> you know flaws that but... is a big flaw actually that is that is divorce material I'm sorry I didn't I didn't say that I can't do it I'm just not very good at it you might get some fingernail also <laughs> with your cheese is what I'm saying um but yeah I just 
I feel like I completely lost my train of thought now. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was, <laughs> I was talking about flaws. Everyone's got flaws. I just feel like no one deserves to be treated the way I was treated. Yeah. And it wasn't, this is the thing that I really want to get out in this interview that, that I really, as an exclusive, and I really want everyone to understand also is it's not, it wasn't just the breakup. There was a lot of mind games, mm-hmm. a lot of mind games going on post breakup and fake Instagram accounts oh. being made. Yeah. And, you know, even, even like 10 months after the breakup, this person was still signed to my mailing list. Yeah. Just, Do you know, and I knew they were, but it wasn't my place to unsubscribe them. You see, what a lot of people, because this is this is the first time a lot of people will be hearing stuff like this. Now we've had this conversation before, because we are, you know, we mm. are very close friends outside of actually interviews yeah. and all this stuff. You know, you're one of the closest friends I have within the music industry, and you know, I I take the outside the music industry because we talk about everything. You know, from life mm. to food that we eat to just life in general and (laughs) it's when you first told me about what was going on and you know it does put everything into perspective you know how manipulative people can be and you know as great as a you know someone else's life may seem you know you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and the mind games that's happening and when you first told me you know i i cried that night for two reasons number one was how can somebody be so small in their own self that they've got to take time out of their life to manipulate and to be a, a pest you know i feel like i need to call rent a kill and get them exterminated because they're being <laughs> such a pest and the second thing was the fact that he's such a close friend to mine and you do not deserve to be hurt in any way and you deserve oh, no one deserves the way i was treated yeah no one i wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemies i mean i don't have enemies because i don't really do hate i don't just think i've got time for that in my life um but yeah no one deserves to be treated the way i was treating and i i also i want to highlight like the different forms of manipulation mm-hmm. and abuse because it's not always physical abuse is not i think like mental abuse can be just as damaging if not more yeah, and, you know, the longing it out, as I shall put it, longing it out with all of the mind games afterwards definitely made my healing mm-hmm. so much worse. There was so much lies and and things going around and other people being involved and like not even the real story. I remember having this phone conversation. It was like four months just before I wrote this song. I had a phone conversation. It was the first time we'd spoken on the phone since the breakup. And afterwards, I found out that even then, this person had lied to me on the phone. They had mm. nothing else to lose. They had nothing else to lose. Like, we we were done. I'd found out the majority of it. And I kind of, you know, I went for, and I was like, this is what I need to know. And I found out about two weeks later that they'd lied to me on the phone from someone else. Yeah. It, that's in itself is so damaging. Not, not for the fact that they've lied, but the fact that you've found out from somebody else as well, because that'll be a little dagger in saying that, oh, well, this other, other people know. And yeah. You can feel yeah. like the whole world is, not that the whole world is against you, but you feel like I've had it before where everybody's had like a little secret and you've walked into a room and you just feel like everybody's whispering around about you. And you know they're not. You know they're definitely not. They're telling you these things to help you out. But it does. Yeah. It, takes you down so many steps on that ladder and and that yeah. something that really bugs me is that they said to me oh you're probably with someone much better off now anyway this this is something that was said to me this is four months after the breakup and i remember thinking to myself you have no idea the damage that you have caused like i was i wasn't sleeping i wasn't eating i lost two stone in three weeks i was so bad i went to the gym and collapsed like mm. I was really ill, um, and this person was so oblivious to it all that I was so deep into this, and it was really scary. It was a really scary part of my life, and I'm still not there. Like I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. Mm. I am better every single day. I am happier every single day, but it affects me. 
it really affects me deeply. And as you said, like my self-esteem, I'm constantly worried about things that I was never worried about before. Yeah. No, totally. And it, absolute madness that the one person can do this to you and have kids involved as well. Yeah. It's one of those things that the only way that you can really develop now is by releasing songs such as this, because this is, this is your diary. This is your way of venting. And we talked earlier about, you know, is this song too much or is this line too much? And no, it'll never be too much because it's the, it's the way you can process things that have happened. And it's the way that you compartmentalize things and put them in a box and put them away and say, this is this done. That's away now. Let's, you know, and the one thing that I've always been, you know, impressed with, you know, in yourself, you know, through other relationships as well is even though it's been such a difficult time, you've always had, whenever I've seen you in public, you've always had a smile and you'll always take the time for people. And when you get to know that there's so much more going on, that's the reason why I shed a tear because you put on such a brave face that I just wanted to give you a big squeeze and give you a cuddle and say everything's going to be okay because everything will be okay even though most of the times it just doesn't seem that way but it will mm. it you know what it really will it is life is a battle and there was times last year that I didn't think I was going to pull through completely honestly I was re in a really bad place and the worst thing that anyone ever said to me but it is so true is that everything takes time and when you're in those situations and time seems to be standing still mm -hmm. and it's the worst advice you can hear because you don't want time, you know? You just want to feel better. You just want to feel Yeah, something. exactly. And you, you want it now. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to be able to eat and not throw up and you want to sleep for more than four hours a night and do it all without medication, obviously, and, and all this and the hard part going through it. But it really is time time is the best thing and taking that time and yeah it's just horrible to hear but it really is the best thing for whatever you're going through and if there is anyone struggling out there like I just want to say like really take your time so if you just mentioned about taking your time if there's anything that you could physically say to somebody that was going through something similar you know, or if you mm. wanted to give reassurance to those who, you know, gen genuinely do care about you, have you got anything that you'd want to say? It's so difficult, isn't it? Because I don't think any, there is nothing right that could be said, mm -hmm. you know, that anyone wants to hear anyway, because I know what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And it wasn't, I knew that it was only because that's what mentally I, I, I wanted, but I knew it wasn't right. And I hate to say people just, you know, time is a healer. Again, I hate, I hated to hear it. So I don't want to say that to anyone either. But just remember, you're not alone. That for me was the biggest sort of comfort. My friends and my family and my work colleagues, because um, I'm one of those people that I can't, my life can't stop revolving. Like when I'm sad, I have to get on and do things because if not, I would my brain would have eaten itself alive slowly. Mm -hmm. So I went to work throughout all of it and just had breakdowns in the office. Um, very sorry to all my colleagues. Um, but everyone was so supportive. And the love that I felt, even if I didn't feel it at the time, I look back now and I can see what I can remember. Um, I can see that everyone was so worried about me. Yeah. But I... they gave me space and they gave me, well, I mean, I, was, I wasn't allowed to be alone, but <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, because I was in such a bad state. But they were there. And but... it didn't matter how many times I repeated myself because I found I'm one of those people that I have to repeat things several times. Yeah. When I'm going through something, I'm, I talk a lot. Um, like there's a line, I think, I think it's in, I've forgotten how to smile. I forgot. <laughs> can't remember my own song lyrics. I'm pretty sure it's I've forgotten how to smile where it says, I think all my friends think I'm going crazy because I keep 
on repeating the same day and everything that you'd say to me. I think that's a line in the second verse of, of I've forgotten how to smile. Yeah. And that's so true because that is me. Like when I'm going through something, I have to talk about it, but it's not like just saying it once and hearing, you know, what they need to say. I'm talking like 10, 15, 20 times the same conversation. Yeah. I mean, the, the line itself, it's something like, then the night turn into days, uh, tasting the same. Um, everybody thinks you're going insane. Yeah. Uh, cussing, trying to find some meaning. I just keep repeating our last day and all the things you'd say to me. Just yeah. that whole repeating, the repeating and the repeating and the repeating. It, yeah. It's such... You know, I've forgotten how to smile itself is, you know, where I talk about these songs that just strike. And, you know, I mentioned right at the start about gold. You know, we talk about Lie to Me and Just Friends. I've forgotten how to smile. Rearview Mirror. You know, the songs that are really sad, but then you've got your empowering songs. But they're all, when you look at the core meaning behind it, similar. Everything kind of it flows, and that is one of the reasons why I adore you. It's because we know you, or we feel like we can connect with you. And you know, when you talk about you know what you're worried if there's something too much within within a lyric or within a song, or if you're giving too much away, you give away whatever you need to give away because it's your song, it's your baby. It's a self-esteem thing mm -hmm. and a confidence thing. I think a lot of people are shocked. I mean, I've been trying to be more myself recently. And I know that sounds really crazy, but I've definitely developed a stage persona. And I, I you know, Louise Pitt, Louise Parker. Like yeah. I am, obviously my name is Louise Parker, but I am, it's like, you know, Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Although I've got a joke with my friends that I'm more Hannah Montana than Sasha Fierce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, um, which I love. Nothing bad about that. Is it fabulous? Um, but yeah, so I've I've definitely developed over time. It's almost like a suit of armor. Because mm -hmm. as you said, whenever you see me, I'm always smiling. Mm -hmm. It is my suit of armor. That is my my smile is my suit of armor. Um, so I've been trying to be a little bit more myself, and people are always shocked, and people always laugh at me when I tell them. Actually, in real life, I'm quite shy. Yeah, you're the most. I'm quite shy. I'm, I'm an most, introvert. You're the most extroverted introvert I've ever met. Yeah. And people can't seem to get their heads around that. But it is, as I said, that is my suit of armour. Being happy and enthusiastic and positive about life, it is a suit of armour. But it is also really damaging. Mm -hmm. So it is. it does come from a place of confidence, like not knowing if I'm doing too much or if I'm doing the right thing. It is a place of confidence and, and being a little bit shy and, and not, you know, wanting to be a bit private. And But at the end of that, I am who I am and I write what I write. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's stressful. It's exhausting, constantly having exhausting. to have this persona. You know, people mm. know me as this happy, you know, boy, you know, boisterous, flirtatious guy. And who you? Me. <laughs> and when when the cameras are off, and when I'm in when I'm in my room, when I'm doing my editing, or when I'm alone, that is that is me. And I'm I do I do become sad. I am sad. I'm a saddo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone's a little bit sad, but we kind of got this stiff upper lip British thing mm -hmm. going on, you know? But I'm here for, there's so many amazing movements, especially for men that I've discovered recently, like boys get sad too. Yeah, it is. And things like that. It's, it's just amazing. It's something that really, particularly these past few years, you know, only a couple of years that it's really taken off. You know, the whole, you know, boy, you know, boys get sad too, boys cry too. You know, Danny McMahon has a lovely song. You know, boys cry too, and it's so true. And you know, it's it's a difficult thing becoming, you know, this stereotypical male you know no we we don't cry we're we're tough we're we're men mm. and it's not the case it's never the case i've never been that way and i'll try no. and, i'll try and box it up and tuck it away but sometimes those that shelf gets too full with all those little boxes with those little things and sometimes the shelf gives way yeah. and it all comes out and it's difficult and it's not just men it's women too and 
everybody. You know, we all ha- we're human. We have emotions, and nobody deserve nobody deserves to be f- made to feel the way that you've been made to feel. You know, it's mm. and to uh, you know, there's a saying. At least you got a good song out of it. You've got a great song out of it, and it, if it's a great way of you releasing that stress, that that tiredness, that constantly having to, you know, appease yourself, at mm. least, at least you've got a way of expelling that and getting it out to the world and releasing it. And I'm so so happy that you've able to talk because this here this right here is the most difficult thing is actually owning it and Mm. saying this is what's happened this is the real reason and this is how i really feel yeah and yeah taking off this this is like yeah well i mean what you were saying about what would i tell other people maybe what would i say to myself is that as you just touched upon it's okay to cry and cry as much as you need but talk to people mm-hmm. like I felt like I was annoying my friends a lot when I was going through it all. But in fact, I just found out who my real friends were. Yeah. And I Definitely. made some solid friends like Ben who plays keys in my band. He came through for me. We've only been friends since like May, June last year. So right in the eye of the storm for me when everything was going on and I was like, quitting I wanted to quit music and I wanted to well quit life and he sent me this message on Instagram completely out the blue I didn't follow him I didn't even know who he was mm-hmm. you know and it made me cry I've actually I've got the message screenshotted and I save it saved in my photos when I'm feeling really sad because I can go back to things like that and we're now best friends and he's never got annoyed at me apart from you he's the <laughs> he's never got annoyed at me for talking about the same subject over and over again. Yeah. But there are people that did and we're no longer friends. So it really did highlight things for me. And so I just say, talk as much as you can cry as much as possible and just give yourself time. And I know that is the hardest thing to do when you're going through something so traumatic. Um, yeah. Ben is such a lovely guy as well. For those who don't know who Honestly. Ben is, uh, Ben Selleck. He is an insane yes. artist. He has his own music. Oh, my goodness. Be sure to yeah. check it out. I mean, he's released two songs at the moment. He's got Soul Food and yeah. he's got different sides of the same coin. He's just released a new one last Friday and I think he's got a new one coming out as well yeah. soon. He's absolutely insane. Check him out. And he's he- like... Country Motown. That yeah. is how I describe him. He is country Motown and it, it really feeds my soul. His music is so good. And he is one of the only artists I know that doesn't use auto tune. Mm-hmm. I know that is complete like that is maybe you know if you don't know what that is, and that's fine. He is just that talented. He doesn't really honestly. It oh my goodness, he is the most down to earth, lovable character. And I aspire to be more like him. Yeah, he's so good. And you've got such a great artist working within your band. Because the great thing when you have great artists together, you know, sometimes you do get that conflict because they want to be better. And, oh, look at me, the whole, you know, Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher kind of thing, you know, the families within the band. But you two, you bounce off each other. And it's only great because you're going to only create great music. And he'll tell you if something's rubbish. Yeah, I think it's because we're both we're both quite humble. Mm-hmm. I'd like I'd like to think I'm humble. <laughs> do I do I do I immediately become less humble because I think I'm humble? That's ooh, the question. Ooh, ooh, catch twenty two. Pandora's. Uh, do you what know what I'm saying? Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. So I I think because we're both so humble and hardworking, we just want the best for each other. Yeah. And I quite literally, the reason I started my band is because of Ben. He pushed me into doing it. I've always wanted to have one, but again, because I didn't really want to ask people to take part because of the shy side of me that's, you know, not very confident and a bit, you know, lacking self-esteem. I'd never done it. And Ben was like, well, I'll do it. I'll be in your band. And it was kind of like, well, okay. People believe in me, like outside of 
my my parents. <laughs> and I know, I know, I'm so like I've got all these amazing fans, but sometimes it's hard to hear it. Well, I, I started, I started this whole chat off by saying, you know, I'm your number one fan, and how much you mean to me because of the fact you was the first person I spoke to. You know, I remember just before we actually had our interview. I don't think I told you this. And I was <laughs> I was playing your music because I was so I was so into music. I was so into every song that you released prior, you know, the uh, Robin Hood album and um, Lemon Tree and everything that you released prior. I was playing it at work because uh, I was working for a company making gears and I was just me in the building and I'd play I'd be playing you out loud on the big speakers <laughs> and then my boss would walk in. Oh, this this sounds really good. Who's this? And I'd boast, oh, I'm getting to chat to her, you know, next week. Or, you know, I've got three days and I'm chatting with this artist. So excited. And mm. it was you. And I remember how excited They're they so sounded. Lovely. And how into the music they were. And I'd say, well, this is country music. This is UK country music right here. And don't give me any crap saying that it's rubbish because it's not. Because I've just seen you dancing <laughs> along to it. And it's those little memories that I'll always yeah. cherish. I yeah. always will cherish. I so I'm not because of the confidence and the self esteem thing. Like I was saying this in an interview recently. Whenever I talk to someone and I introduce myself, I my go to is oh well I work for the NHS. I very rarely go to the oh well I'm a singer songwriter and I'm a model because I never want to come across like I'm bragging. Mm -hmm. Again, that's a me thing. I know that that's a me thing. And I'm working on that. But when I do eventually get around to saying to people, well, I should I do music? And I say, well, what do you do? And I I say, oh, well, I'm a country music, you know, singer yeah. songwriter. Nothing brings me more joy than being able to talk about the UK country scene. Yeah. Because we're, we're so talented. Insanely. And then I get to brag about my friends. I get to brag about my friends and share their music to people. And people don't realise that it's such a big thing here. And I love watching them on this adventure of, of finding it. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, brings me so much joy. And it's the reason I love going to my friends' gigs. I go out to gigs as much as possible and support people and discover new bands. I went to a band on Saturday who I'd kind of heard a little bit of here and there. And they were so amazing. They're called Youth Club. Yeah. If anyone wants to check them out. They're a bit poppy. They're not very country. They're more poppy. Um, but, yeah, Youth Club. And now I'm friends with them. And we get to talk about music. And I love it. Oh, I just can't, I just can't say how much I love music and getting to support people and seeing them living their dream on stage. Like I get very jealous and I get upset because I'm like, why am I not up there? <laughs> but at the same time, like getting them, get, getting to watch people live their dreams, find me something that is more exciting than exactly. that. That's all, that's what it's about. That is what it's about yeah. to a T. And I absolutely love it. And I love seeing you living your dream. Yeah. Seeing that you're constantly <laughs> creating such great music and, developing yourself and you know we're getting towards the end of our chat and i just want to quickly touch up on we mentioned about this suit of armor and the, your persona you know this mm. louise parker where do you see louise parker as a brand you know going forward from bring it on so i'm definitely putting some more time and energy into my brand into into who i am um, and it's not because I think I should change, mm -hmm. but it's just because I look at the people that I aspire to and be that Casey Musgraves, be that Taylor Swift or um, Old Dominion even. Yeah. And they've got very clear ideas when they put themselves out there. They're very clear and they're very confident. And I understand that obviously not everyone's always like that. And we're going to have our days and I'm going to I'm still going to post videos and pictures of me and out makeup on and <laughs> because that is real it's real and I want people to know that that's okay like you don't always have to dress up but I am loving at the moment being a little bit more fun with my image and be that putting on a pair of boxing gloves and getting my fake blood out from Halloween you know yeah. be it like that or be it doing my hair and, and my makeup and, and feeling a bit sassy and feeling a bit flirty and I'm loving playing with that and it just, you know what it is? It's a little, it's a little Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, do you know what I mean? Totally. Or even if you want to go as far as like Queen. Ooh. 
you know, and, yeah. and Freddie Mercury. And he played this image so much. And it's not because he didn't want to be himself, because it is so fun almost to be, see how know. far you can push yourself yeah. into being creative. And, and it comes, as I was talking to you earlier, that whole being an artist. I think there is such a strong line, and it's only a line I'm finding recently, between being a singer-songwriter and being an artist. And to me, Taylor Swift is an artist. And you can tell that by the videos, the thought-provoking videos she puts out. And I'm just discovering now that line and realising that I can, there are boundaries that need to be broken. Yeah. And I've always said that Rules are that I am, I'm, I am genre fluid. Uh, you know, I've always liked to say that I am genre. Genre fluid. Genre. I don't want to be boxed in. Genre fluid. I don't want to be boxed in. I don't want people to say like, oh, she's a country singer. I'm not. Yeah. Taylor Sunset. Pop as, as it comes. Sweet, sugary, little, little earworm for you. Um, this, bring it on. A little emo. Yeah. A little bit pop punk and that's me going back to my 16 year old days when I had bright pink sweet fringe and a stretched ear and I was in a, a band that was very much Paramore-esque that takes me back to one of our, our very first interview our very first conversation because um oh, what song was it you talk about your green hair and you said oh yeah photo, gold gold and yeah. we need to get that green hair back I'm thinking a radical change. I'm really blue, missing pink. Blue hair. I've I've been blue. We need blue again then. Awesome. You mentioned it. I've been blue. What? what okay, then what colour haven't you been? I've been Everything. blue, purple, pink, orange, green. I've gone like a dark. It was kind of like it had a little purple shine to it. It was like a mahogany almost. Ooh. I've been bleach blonde. Um, I've been just brunette, brown. Um, my natural hair colour, which is this stuff on top, which is a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. I let that come through like Just Friends. That was completely natural hair colour because I cut my hair really short for that music video. Um, and it was so much fun, like having short hair. Really do. It's just something really fun about it, having short hair. Um, yeah, I, I've really experimented with my look. And it is good. It is great fun. I'm, 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 I remember <laughs> the, uh, not the last, I don't think it was the last conversation we had, it was the conversation before, I think it was when Living in Silver Linings was coming out, and mm. we were talking about you going to a gig in Manchester, and I was going to come on stage with you, and I was going to, I was going to introduce you, and I was going to let you dye my hair, grey, like a silvery grey on stage. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, what happened to that? I don't know, it didn't happen, did it? I mean, we uh, saw you at the BCMA Fanfest. I've had, I've had silver grey hair as well. Just, it's insane. You need, I think, I think a good hair change. I think a whole new makeover, a revamp, a restart. Go back to yeah. a refresh. Well, this is the thing. Like as you said, the line, the line in gold um, is, "I've cut my hair and dyed it the darkest shade of green." Anything to symbolise the end of you and me, and. It is something I do when I kind of come to an end of something. You have—I almost feel like I have to be a new person because I'm like, I am done with that person now. Like whoever was with you, and that is the whole thing. Like whenever I get to a breakup or a, a change in my life, I do often do something with my hair, which is why I've been so many different colours. <laughs> Not because I've dated a lot of men. I just yeah, want to put that out yeah. there right now. Yeah, <laughs> I have lived, all right, Dom. I have lived. Um, but yeah, it is—it yeah. is about just being someone a little bit different. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we are quoting a very specific audio that no one is going to get. <laughs> oh, that basically, yeah. A bit of context. We was having a bit of a laugh and a giggle just before, and we was watching videos on Instagram, and yeah, that. Ooh, have you yeah. watched it yet? I've watched it. Have you watched it? Yeah. yeah. I am. <laughs> oh, but I'm going yeah. to share it along with this interview so everyone knows what we're talking about. I'm going to let people just search it for themselves. Just search <laughs> Ooh Yeah and see what everybody comes up with. I mean, I could, I could play it for you right now if they really <laughs> want to know, but I think maybe just let their imaginations go wild. Let their imaginations go rampant. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love the way that you just embrace life and embrace yourself and 
are so open. You've always been very open with me, and I can only yeah. give you so much respect for that because you, you, you are you're very easy to talk to. You're very easy to talk to, and that's why we're such good friends. I think, as you said, we're we're close friends because we, me and you, have always connected on a level that you don't often find with yeah. absolutely everyone. And you are really easy to talk to, which is why when it came down, I knew when I was releasing this song that I wanted to give you the exclusive interview because I knew that there was no one else that I was going to feel comfortable enough with to get so deep and personal and shed a tear, which we have both (laughs) had a couple of tears. Um, That's, you know, so thank you. Thank you for, for this and giving not just me, but other people the platform because this is like therapy. This is a therapy session right here. <laughs> uh, what we need is those long chairs where we could just lie back and just... <gasps> that is an idea. A chaise long. We need a chaise long. I, f- I feel like I need to create a studio that has chaise longs. You know, two of them laid back next to each other. Two mics and we just lay back and we look up the ceiling and we have a chat. That chaise long sessions. That's it. That's, that's where the show's going. Uh- and they'd have to be like hour long. Yeah. Because it's like a long session. It's like in depth. That is such a good idea. We're doing it. We're doing it. You're going to be my very first artist person, not just artist. We're both just going to lay, lay there, not looking at each other. Maybe we like, you know, little side glances here and there for a giggle. <laughs> we just chat. That's such a good idea. I'd love that. 